Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. That's the difference between you and I. For me, this is about passion, and for you, this is about fame. And nobody will ever remember you. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Yeah, that works in Hollywood, that works in the movies, but this isn't the movies, this is real life. And in real life, I am the real hero. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. I, by the hair on my chinny-chin-chin, am still, somehow, your champion, the rogue of wrestling, Michael Newman, joined alongside my tag team partner, the, uh, the New Jersey Kid. Totally forgot your name for half a second. Joe wow. Sheehan. Wow. You just win all the time, and so you just forget about us losers. I know. I just disrespect just throwing it out. Yeah, your luck's going to run Rain out Major. one day. <laughs> and it has every once in a while, but mm-hmm. uh, I always get it back. Yeah. It's just again. I am the Sasha Banks of yes, the Sasha Banks. Although uh, you know, it looks like she's trying to gear up there for another another shot at the title. Do you think? Do you think she's got a chance against Becky in the cell? Oh, absolutely. I I think they might go towards her and Bailey having the two championships together. Yeah, it it, it is seeming like they might do that. Or maybe just Sasha would have one and Bailey loses hers. Ooh, what if she like? What if Bailey almost like loses her title at the cost of keeping Sasha's? Like she's totally submissive. <laughs> like Sasha's like you got to work twice as hard to help me keep my title, and whether you keep your title or not, who cares? Yeah, though all of this could go completely out the window because next week we have the draft. Yes, that's that's very true. A whole lot of uh, changes coming for the the Raw and SmackDown and possibly even NXT rosters. That's kind of a question I'm kind of uh, up in the air. NXT, NXT is, in- is going to be is included. Yes, they are included. Okay, but I That'd think because there's there's a lot of people too that I even think could benefit from going like to NXT from Raw or SmackDown, right? I think that's the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Hold up, though, on that. I think mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's going to NXT. I think it's going to be more of that how it usually happens with like NXT call ups and quotes now. Hmm to Raw and SmackDown, and then NXT is going to replenish itself with guys from the Performance Center. Yeah, they, they could end up going that way. I can even see, too, because like, they're going to be probably signing some new people to bring in, fill some of those gaps in the roster, but like the one person I would love to see, just because like, he also made an appearance back in NXT recently, let Cesaro go back to NXT. <laughs> he is always so good down there, and they have never used him really for that much of shit on Raw or SmackDown. So, I, I think he would do well Especially, too, because like, he could reunite with Cassius Ono. Kings of Wrestling. Kings of Wrestling. That could be fun. That could I would really... love for them to team up again and just hear the WWE name for that. Like, the like, the princes of something. <laughs> <laughs> no, just let them be Kings of Wrestling. Let, dude, Kings of Wrestling versus Undisputed Era for the NXT tag titles? That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Like, I would pay to see that. But I would pay even more to see, finally, finally, after all these years, John Morrison is making the mistake of re-signing with WWE. 
yeah, I was really back home. Really interested in hearing your uh, thoughts on this. So, when he first left WWE back in 2011, I want to say it was a long time ago. I was devastated because, of course, at that time I really didn't watch almost anything other than WWE. So that meant I just wasn't really going to get to see him again. Um, but then, like over the years, you know, just watching a lot more other things and just seeing him in other promotions and other areas, like. He is much more well-suited to different types of TV. So one of the things that was really great about Lucha Underground was I think that his style and his campiness in the particular way that it is worked well with that. I think that the fact that he was very in charge of his creative vision for that show, because he was very much in charge of like helping to make that show be a thing. Yes. Uh, he was probably their biggest a lot. signing, I think. Yeah, because like more than almost any of the other characters in that show like he really definitely you can tell he kind of got to write his own storylines a little bit Mm -hmm. and that actually really helps i think he's really good at that end of things the thing that he has always been bad at is that he doesn't have as much uh presence and uh, confidence that he needs to on the mic Yes. For live performances. Because, like, backstage promos and things like that, where he can get a couple takes, he can think about it in advance, he does a lot better. Yeah. But right. the and live stuff is where he suffers him a lot or... more. Right. And I think that a promotion like so Lucha Underground, where they did a lot more of just, like, those backstage promos and did only a little bit more of the live mic work, he did a lot better. And his in-ring work speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think a place like New Japan would have utilized his talents a lot better. Because it's so much more about like the in-ring work, in-ring storytelling, and then you have a little bit of promos afterwards and whatnot, but that's a lot more of just honest speaking, and he's better at that when he's trying to either just be himself, mm-hmm. or having like a thing far in advance. Like when he's just have to be on the command, be the character, he has confidence issues with that. Like, I've watched him enough, and I love him enough to be able to admit that, and I don't hold that against him. That's just his weakness as a performer. Everybody has a weakness, and that's his. Uh, that's very true and that's and that's a really big problem that gets super exposed in wwe unfortunately because that's the way that vince mcmahon likes to direct and have his show go you need to have that like that needs to be your strength and yeah so i i hope that um i think that he would probably best utilize the nxt probably of all the different divisions the other thing that could actually potentially really help him and maybe save him in WWE um, would be if he and Miz reunited, because then Miz could do a lot of the talking for him again. Yeah, and I think Miz's character could use a refresh with him trying to, you know, be a babyface and all that stuff that's not working actually, out. You know what? John Morrison might be the only thing right now that could help Miz stay a babyface, because Miz is so bad at it by himself. But, <laughs> like... <laughs> But yeah, I think John Morrison, he could like come back and give a new, right, like a, fle- a fresh take on the character for The Miz. Like, that could really help. Yeah. And you, know, you could set it up real easy, too. Like, you know, Miz is running off his mouth at somebody, some tag team or whatever. They start dogpiling on him, and then, boom, John Morrison comes back to, to save him. Yeah, and you get the nostalgia pop of people yep. going like, oh, hey, yeah, they were great when they were together. And hell, you know what, too? Because, like, they already have so many other people, and if they were going to properly utilize them, then you wouldn't need new people in the singles divisions. But, like, if you put these guys back together and actually made them a formidable tag team, they could absolutely, like, help revitalize a tag team division. Like, 
a, a an on point Miz and Morrison versus New Day, that's a money feud. Mm-hmm. That's fucking awesome. Like that's good in ring and out of ring. Oh yeah, like, basically bring back a lot of like almost the dirt sheet antics and having to like dirt do some stuff like that against New Day. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Especially, oh my gosh, like can you imagine them now with WWE's level of budget? Because like back then they were just doing it like on their own, with like nothing. Because <laughs> like that's right, they were just do- as when like Vince didn't even know that he had a web a website. Yeah, and hell, you know what? And now didn't um. Edge was just saying that he was like leaving their podcast with Christian or something, didn't he? Yeah. So that then sucks. That was uh, a great. Yeah, you know, it's not exactly the same thing, but I know it was a good podcast. That's really unfortunate, and also it's unfortunate too with like the Edge and Christian show on WWE Network. I think that's pretty much over. But like, man, wouldn't a revitalization of like the dirt sheet and basically kind of the Edge and Christian format? I think that could be really good. Yeah. And they're constantly like, let Morrison to... and Miz be in charge of it. Like, let them do it, but then just give them the budget. That would be so good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. But yeah, it's it's a big big time in wrestling right now. We got a huge week, and it's just a random ass week in October. But it's uh, you know, all sorts of TV shows are debuting and switching networks. Yeah, so we've got the season premiere of Raw, which doesn't mean anything. It's just still on USA Network. But then we have the full debut of NXT on Wednesday on USA. So the full two hours on USA Network. Mm-hmm. Also competing with AEW on TNT. And AEW Dynamite. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I did like that they clarified that they're like, yeah, we want the TV show to have a name. like, And not just be like, right. I think it was their shot at like Impact. Where it's just always just like, Impact Wrestling. And it's like, what's the name of the show? <laughs> Right. And then uh, SmackDown premiering on Fox this coming Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. I like it. I'm excited for it. And I, I like to. I think it's it's fun, too, which is as far as, like, I think it's probably a brand identity thing, right? Like, keeping Dynamite with TNT. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. So, it's probably one of those decisions that was, like, passed down to them. But I think I it'll make it work. Because, it, honestly, if, if the show is good, the name doesn't really matter that much. As long as it's not awful. Yeah. Because it's not worse than Raw or SmackDown. Like... You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it was also um, like a hint at like Nitro, right? Same kind of thing, like Nitro, WCW on TNT. So, true, true. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, AW been really good at that of dropping hint or dropping hints towards the past. Yeah, it it's it'll be really interesting. I think one of the things that's almost going to be like weirdly key in the battle of the coming up Wednesday Night Wars. I think it's going to be, like, the battle between, like, quality versus quantity. Because it's, like, WWE, at this point now, we've got three hours of Raw, two hours of NXT, two hours of SmackDown. Still an hour of 205 Live, I think? Uh, at least an hour. So, like, this is their weekly programming. Holy shit. Oh, and then, of course, also NXT UK, I guess, is still its own separate show, even though they're starting to invade NXT more. Um, but, yeah, holy shit, that is a lot. And yes. so for people who just want tons and tons of content, there you go. But then for people who are going to get more easily oversaturated, I feel like it's almost going to be a detriment. But then for somebody who's like, oh, well, AEW is just like, here you go. Here's your one show a week. 
you know, then, yeah, I guess monthly or maybe quarterly, however often they're doing pay-per-views. Here's your extra show. Yeah, but, I don't think they're doing the monthly plan. Yeah. So it's like, there you go. You just got your one show a week. And that's it. And then I guess probably, I guess, uh, the wrestlers would, I suppose, do other independent shows in the meantime. Oh, no, not with the... Are, but. Well, I think not as frequently as they're doing now. So I think yeah, now that because yeah, TV hadn't started yet, but once TV starts, do you think they're gonna pretty much stop that entirely, or do you think they'll still have a little bit of? I think it's rain? based on each superstar. Mm, yeah, true. Like I think because uh, I know like Omega has it worked in that he can do New Japan even though New Japan hasn't done anything with him. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's smart to wait. There's enough things they can do. They could bring him in later. Mm-hmm. Like once Kota Ibushi wins the title. <laughs> have him make a comeback that's what i'm hoping for but uh yeah no that's i like that like kenny omega's got options i'm sure the young bucks probably have free reign to do whatever the fuck they want to um obviously penta and uh ray phoenix are probably still doing stuff with triple a quite a lot yeah um are they fully with AEW, or are they still like kind of I mean, if they still have the they or at least they have the AAA titles, the tag titles, right? So I imagine they have to be kind be split, of split, like yeah. And I, I feel like that's probably still going to be always the case with like those bigger stars, right? Is that like they have the negotiating power to say they'll be part of? And it seems to me, at least from this very early time in AEW, that they're very open just to the concept in general, to mm-hmm. letting people have that freedom to work other places too. As long as it doesn't interfere with AEW. I think it's their mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's not in the same way that, like, with WWE, where it's like, we're going to let you just, we're going to have you just sit on this contract, and even though we're not using you, we're not going to let you work anywhere else either. It's like, well... That that sounds familiar. Yeah. Like, why the fuck are you doing that? (laughs) I Honestly, that's one of the most weirdly frustrating things that WWE does. It's like, I guess it is smart from certain business perspectives sometimes. It's just annoying. Hmm. I, just, I think it's like that. It's stuff like that that, like, honestly garners so much more hostility and bad will towards WWE as a company than I think so many other wrestling companies ever get from people. Is When they do moves like that that are so clearly just to benefit them and no wrestlers and no fans at all. You know what I mean? Like when they just force yeah. a guy to basically sit on the bench. It's like, I'm trying to think of like, other than like TNA, I think for just being incompetent, I, I don't think there's another wrestling company that just has like so much like hatred towards the company name itself than WWE. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, I don't know if you heard, but AEW lost some of its cred with its uh, fans in Britain. Oh, yeah, because, uh, so, originally, weren't they saying, like, everybody will be able to have some sort of free ability to, like, watch the TV show every week? Yep. But then that ended up not being true. Well, they do, but it won't air until the following Sunday. Oh, okay. And Uh, at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little annoying. Yeah. So, if, right now, 
is if uh, Britain fans want to watch it live, they have to pay uh, for a package on Fight TV called AEW Plus. Hmm. I wonder, is this AEW Plus the first step in just like a general subscription service that then we can get like the pay-per-views from? Uh, I think it's going to eventually go there. Yeah. Yeah, because I would, I would vastly prefer that to uh, shelling out money for individual pay-per-views. I'm just I'm too used to that kind of bottle now between mm-hmm. WWE and New Japan doing the same thing. Yeah. Which of course Netflix kind of forced everybody to do. <laughs> hey, don't pay for things first. individually, pay a little bit every month and get it all. <laughs> yeah. So then you can binge. That's like the primary style of watching for Americans. Mm-hmm. Binge, the binge style watch. Uh but so we were talking about the schedule for all the wrestling shows coming up this week one of the big changes is the announcers on those shows so have you heard this lineup yet i have not okay so on raw we have vic joseph jerry lawler and dio madden now dio Dio madden might be unknown to people because he just started a month ago on 205 live oh okay so he's been on 205 shit i haven't really been paying attention enough to notice then i guess yeah i know vic joseph is from 205 live right correct and also does um nxt uk i believe Mm. Mm -hmm. uh so yeah so he gets the promotion as does dio and then jerry lawler comes back a lot of negative feedback for that yeah boo (laughs) uh friday night smackdown though michael cole and Corey graves and then renee young being advertised as a special correspondent so a lot of people are taking that to mean that she's no longer at the announce desk but rather just a backstage like mm-hmm. interviewer i think that'll be better for her yeah i also like the two-man booth yes thank god i mean poop that michael cole is in it but you know still i like better than three i i like cory with michael cole though like cory keeps michael cole honest so to speak that, yeah it's true he does shit on him a lot he does shut him down like when like Michael Cole tries to get too ridiculous about something, and all, and Corey's just like point something like really obviously wrong about it or something out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I honestly, you know what I would really love is um, uh, Charles Kelly and uh, Corey Graves. That'd be great. Charles Kelly. Oh shit! No, that's that's so it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, you know what? I stand by it. Char- <laughs> Charlie <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> And Corey Graves on commentary. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I meant Kevin Kelly. That's my bad. <laughs> no, Charlie Kelly. And Corey Graves. Oh my god. Yeah, Could you him trying to read the like announcements and stuff with his dyslexia? Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, that's one of my finest accidental jokes. <laughs> Oh, uh, so you would like to see today. Kevin Kelly and Corey <laughs> yes. Graves. Kevin Kelly and Corey Graves. <laughs> I would I would like to see Tom Phillips and Corey Graves. I think they have a really great chemistry on announced teams together. Yeah, yeah, because like as much as like when uh, Corey <clears throat> shits on Michael Cole, it's ten times more satisfying when he shits on Tom Phillips. Yeah, because, I mean Tom Phillips is just the generic white guy, man, mayonnaise, milk, and bread like. 
Yeah, he's the and milk that's... toast uh, little bitch white guy. <laughs> that you just you tell him what to do, and he says yes, sir. So yeah. Uh, speaking of Tom Phillips, so him and Byron Saxon don't know where they're going. So they might end up on uh, two hundred five yeah. live since that that team has been moved. So we'll see. Oh, and uh, NXT <laughs> is staying the same, by the way. Good. Good. NXT is still Morrow, right uh, Beth Phoenix, and uh, Nigel McGuinness. All right, that's a good that's a good team. I like them together. Yes, I I Beth has improved like greatly. Like the first time she was on, I was like, eh, I don't know how this is gonna go, but she's really good now. Yeah, I think she was just kind of nervous and having to get used to just the oh, absolutely, job. yeah. But she's she's taken to it a lot better than Renee Young has. But like Renee yeah. Young is such a good like interviewer and host and yes, like that. I think seeing her get back to that will be great yes because i think she's better being like on camera she knows how to react to what the wrestlers are saying knows Mm -hmm. how to bring out like she's she's the next mean gene she's our generation's mean gene like mean gene was great at that he was a great interviewer of like letting that like leading them along if he could tell that they were fumbling and stuff like that like renee is Mm -hmm. great at that knowing when to cut in knowing what to say all that stuff like right she's she's the perfect support person in a conversation yes you know like she's analyzing what the other person is saying getting the next question ready so that then she can naturally just slide in set up the next you know ball and then the, whoever she's talking to can then hit it out of the park yeah if if yeah. she knows that they missed like a bullet point she's really good at like you're right just naturally sanguing into that like oh yeah but remember about this kind of a thing and like yeah but right. not it's in like, a really obvious way where you're like, oh, yep, they missed that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. She's she's so good about like you know, listening to the conversation, making sure that she can insert exactly what's needed in the perfect amount of way. So then she's she's never like taking the focus away from the other person. No, she's, like, she's only making enhancing. them look good. Yeah. Like it's all about making the focus on them and making them look great. And she's so good at that. Like she's the jobber of promos, but in a good way. She was really good with that. I do have to mention this. When it was her and Regal announcing for mm-hmm. NXT, that was really great. I, I would like to go back and see some of that, too, because the band... I feel like Regal is just so good. He makes everybody around him always yeah. better. Well, she always like she always called him Mr. Regal and stuff like that. Yes. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and I just Mr. felt like they had a great back and forth, so... Yeah, and I, I'm also interested to see what happens with Tom Phillips. Don't really care about Byron Saxton, but I like Tom Phillips. Yeah, but uh, so as we're going into uh, bringing the podcast back to a, uh, a weekly format, because uh, we got really important shit to cover. It's not just yeah, the pay per views anymore. We have, we have got, good shit to cover. We've got a whole Wednesday night war brewing. Yeah, here. And, and that uh, that is what our focus officially... is going to be. Yes, uh, you know, still talking a little bit about other things that go on, you know, a little bit of Raw, a little bit of SmackDown, that if we see it, 205, but, like, really, I think NXT and AEW is going to be a lot of the focus of this show going forward. Yes, because you and I do enjoy, like, comparing things, mm-hmm. and I think having the direct comparison of AEW to NXT, same night, same time, everything is going to make for much better content than what we were trying to do before, where we were literally just talking about WWE every week and that was yeah. it <laughs> yeah and the infinite cesspool of crap that wwe becomes with its creative yes. but now it's like hey if, if ever there is going to be a time when wwe is stepping it back up it's got to be now right this yeah. is this is competition time this is i think if anything this has been like vince's wet dream for a long time it's like yes finally 
someone I can defeat and conquer again. Yeah. Or, like, just die fighting. Like, I think that would almost be his dream, too. Like, he would never want to just go silently into the night. Like, he would want to be killed on the battlefield like a Spartan. Yeah. (laughs) I'm either going to come back a hero or come back dead. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, come back with your shield or on it. Yeah. Like, no in-between. And, you know, to an extent, if that's if that's the mentality, then I got to respect it. I, I feel like well, that... I don't have to, but I do. I feel like that has been his like, mentality, right? But he just hasn't had that, like... Yeah, there just hasn't the been pressure. a competitor. Yeah. TNA for literally, because he's, he's like, been, like, intentionally bleeding out potential competitors, but... <laughs> yeah. But even then, yeah, TNA was so mismanaged, there was never a chance. There was that one Monday night, and then it was gone. <laughs> Well, hopefully AEW will make it past one Wednesday. Yeah. And I think it will. Like, they've at least had a couple of good pay-per-views, and there's still some sustained interest, so. Oh, yeah, it'll... this yeah. this leads into an excellent question by, uh, for you, mm. and also, I guess, for me. But um, what is going to be your viewing habits on... Actually, so let's... What is your viewing habits going to be during the week? So all the shows? And then how about specifically on Wednesday nights? I feel like I know, but I'm just... <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think going forward, probably my viewing habits are going to be this. Um, New Japan is my first priority. I fucking love it. I'm going to be watching that. And from periodically, I'll be updating you. We can do some other predictions as big shows come up. Um, now, when do then, you... Like, for Wednesday night stuff... What, when do you watch New Japan? It's kind of like, you know, when it comes out. Because, it, it, like, so back in G1 season, there was constantly shows coming out. So it was yeah. like every other day, it was like a new show to watch. Or at least a couple matches to watch. But, like, right now, it's like, I've got, you know, this last week there wasn't anything new, but then there's going to be, I think, the New York show this weekend, um, and then there won't be anything until, I think, King of Pro Wrestling two weeks from now. So, it's kind of sporadic, but I usually just watch that when it comes out. Um, But then for this, the stuff that's, like, every week weekly, I'll probably end up watching... I don't know, it's going to be tough to decide like each week because I think that's what I almost want to do is decide each week whether I want to watch NXT or AEW live. Ooh. Like, which storyline is more interesting to me at the time. Okay. That's not the answer or, I expected, but okay. Or, you know, actually, maybe depending if you were up to it, maybe like we could alternate, like specifically be assigned, like, you know, if I take AEW one week and you take oh, NXT and then we switch off. That is a really good idea. We have one of us watching each one live. So we yeah. have a live experience. Because then I definitely want to, you know, watch one of them live and then watch the next one probably the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And then Raw and SmackDown, if I can get to it, when I can get to it, if there's stuff that's interesting happening. I um, mean, yeah, I SmackDown's going to be hard live. on Friday nights, man. Yeah, that's like, I'm not going to watch that live. Sorry. <laughs> like, Sorry, WWE, fr- I have a life. Friday nights are uh, Aaron and I get pizza. And then just lounge on the couch. And so trying to watch two full hours of live wrestling, which might not be good, I don't think it's going to be on our menu. Yeah, if, if the uh, yeah, the fiancé wasn't there, then sure. But, yeah, I don't think she would appreciate those two, two hours of SmackDown every week. Yeah. Especially because I give her crap for watching stuff like Dancing with the Stars and also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, she'll just turn that right around. It's like, well, we have to watch SmackDown, so there's nothing as bad as that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think I, I love the idea of switching on and off for NXT and AEW. 
and then uh yeah mine's probably gonna stay the same of like those two definitely like live and then mm-hmm. taped whatever time afterwards for the other one and then uh clips probably mainly of raw and smackdown like dvr them and go through it yeah because yeah it, you can't do it like i don't know how people watch all that stuff live fully through and stuff it's it's crazy i i think it's like either they just they're desperate because for some reason they don't realize there are other tv shows that exist or they like don't realize that other wrestling exists so they think this is it so i guess i just gotta binge on this yeah because it's like man yeah it's like the more and more we watch other things i feel like it is do you find it harder to watch wwe as time goes on yes absolutely especially with like i mean i've got a job mm-hmm. uh house to take care of like <laughs> i've got more things uh going on now than we, like absolutely when we were in college we could sit down and watch uh stuff because you know we probably should have been studying and stuff but whatever uh, but i mean but i mean like this it psychologically even is it harder like you know you have less time to watch it obviously but then the time that you sit down to watch it is it like more of a oh now i gotta sit down and watch like some wwe or is it still that same old like yeah fuck yeah i'm gonna go watch some wwe uh, it depends on how the show's going <laughs> and like yeah. a lot recently has been like oh come on but like wwe's had some good stuff recently so that's yeah it's, it's not all bad no it's definitely improved over the last little while yeah i think the thing that's just got me so down and sour at this point is that like now that we in my opinion we know the end date of Kofi's title reign. Just like looking backwards on it now, I'm like, that was a little bit of a waste. <laughs> like they really didn't do that much with him. And that like, I feel like they just didn't care. Like they kind of half cared for the Randy Orton feud. And that was about it. I feel like they just didn't have the challengers for him. Oh, <laughs> no, they, all right. So they wasted half of his title feud doing Ziggler matches, which was a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Randy was a good challenger. That was That's a good true. idea. They should have just pumped more into that feud and did it a little bit better. That was a good challenger. Brock even would have been a great challenger if they were going to let him overcome him. But let's say that wasn't going to happen. They were developing the champion versus champion stuff with Rollins. That could have been great. They could have developed the thing with Daniel Bryan again. They could have done something with Roman Reigns. Like they could have done something with um, bringing back Rusev earlier. Like all of a sudden now he's back. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people that could have done stuff with. Drew McIntyre, that could have been a good one. But they just, you know, they just didn't care. Yeah. That much. Yeah, which is... uh, I I think that's... Yeah, I think the build-up is the... Like, I feel like a Brock could have done with a better build-up. Not just, hey, SmackDown's going on Fox. We're going to challenge you. And Kofi being like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like this is almost like always WWE at its worst when it's like so obviously what's happening from the booking is because of a corporate thing. Mm-hmm. Like, remember when it was like, oh, right before uh, they were going to India and they gave Jinder the WWE title and they were trying to pretend that that wasn't why. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, we know what you're fucking doing, dude. And it's not going to work. And so he didn't get over Stuff like that. I don't know. It's just annoying. Yeah. And so when like that, man, that's how when amazing I, like, would it be if they defied expectations and somehow fucking Kofi beats Brock? I think there's a chance. 
I don't think there is. But I, I would love it if you're right. Yeah. I, I think now that the pressure's on of getting the viewers to Fox and stuff like that, they're going to have to pull out the big gun. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And their big gun is put the title on Brock. Like, but I it's think not also actually surprising. their big gun, but they think it is. <laughs> I think it's right. Like, maybe Brock eventually wins it, but I think maybe on this first one, like, have Kofi come out of nowhere and win and do a better build up to Brock winning. No, you know, so their their idea of doing a, a, a good surprise to make this interesting would be that like the way that Brock beats Kofi is they do a finger poke of doom and it turns out that Kofi and Brock are in cahoots <laughs> and he betrays New Day. That would be their surprise. <laughs> it's like Oh my gosh. I'm just having a nightmare thinking about it now. <laughs> uh should we get out of some predictions? Yes, let's show. Yeah, right, I think we've, we're we've... through everything for this week, right? Uh, yeah, I think we've talked about most yeah. of the other kind of... Other than, like, the matches we're going to specifically talk about. Um, I think we've talked about most. Oh, you know what? The only thing we did... What do you think of this whole thing with, like, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns teaming up now against yeah. the Reformed Bludgeon Brothers? Like, what is this storyline? I think they went, oh... The fans are cheering Brian because he's such a good heel. Let's make him a baby face again. I guess. I don't know. It's like, I, I don't know. My question to you, it's like, do you th- was this? Do you think this was in any way part of their long term plan when they started this storyline, or have they not. just been like stumbling through it and just changing course, whatever they want to? And like, I think absolutely yes. Yeah, that's. That's what it feels like. But, well, I don't know. We've already harped on it long enough. <laughs> just because I've brought this up before, and I'm just like, I don't even know what to say about it. Like, it's just bad. Like, it's just weird. Yeah. And it, it's it's just bad because, like, there's no formation of what the story is actually supposed to be. So I don't know what the stakes are. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about anybody. The only thing that I know is just that I like Daniel Bryan, period. So it's like I don't know. I guess I want him to be okay, mm-hmm. but past that, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about anything with that story. Very sloppy, <laughs> and just awkward and weird and yeah, it just. So then, are, are, so then is Luke Harper the guy that was operating the, uh, the forklift? Apparently, is that what we're supposed to believe? Yep. Okay. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Predictions time. Yay. Sorry, right, so we've assembled a couple of matches from uh, matches that are happening through NXT, uh, AEW Dynamite, SmackDown, and Raw, all from this next coming week. Uh, yep. To do some predictions for. That all have right. big stakes. Mr. Champion, you're up Ooh. first. All right, I'm going to go ahead and just kill everybody's spirits, lay out the truth right now. Brock is winning the title off of Kofi. I'm sorry, Mr. Kingston. I love you, but it's the end. Totally fine. Totally fine with that prediction because I think Kofi's going to take it, so I get my pick. I hope you're right, man. Because, like, I mean, even though they've, like, kind of tarnished the whole concept of beating Brock, like, it would still be a big-ass deal for Kofi because that's still way above his pay grade. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I, so, I'd be excited, especially if, if they did it the right way. This could be amazing. Like, that's what Kofi I'm saying. Won. 
Like I think, I, I mean, I believe you. I, I 100% your corner. <laughs> if I were booking this, Kofi absolutely beats Brock. Yeah. 100%. And then you could make, you could build up Brock for the eventual win. Because, like, let's be honest, Kofi can't hold on to the title forever, so. No, definitely not. But you also don't need to use Brock Lesnar ever again. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If you were booking this, it wouldn't be Brock, right? No, Brock would just be, if I were, if I were in charge, Brock is fired use that money dude with brock's salary do you know how many people you could hire you could hire 10 luchasauruses <laughs> like probably at least and that's way more valuable than one brock lesnar <laughs> all right so i'm gonna stick with smackdown mm. and i'm gonna pick kevin owens to win the ladder match versus shane mcmahon which gets kevin owens his job back and Shane McMahon fired. Yes, this is a... Uh, and also started. erases the $100,000 fine. Is that what it was? Yeah, I think it was hundred k. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a strange storyline this has become. Like, it's so... I'm trying to... Because how did this start? This was like... Um... This was from when... The, the, so this, this was... Was Shane trying to get revenge on Kevin because he headbutted Vince, right? Like, was that the very beginning of this? I think so. This has been going on for so long, it's so hard to... Yeah, and it's just gotten so, like, weird since then. And uh, So he's getting fined because he hit the referee. That's right. Yes. Like, it wasn't because he hit Shane at some point. Yeah, and then Shane tried to get him to, uh like basically let Shane win the match against Chad Gable in the King of the Ring tournament but then yeah. Kevin Owens like stuck it down the middle and that pissed yeah. Shane off even more and that's when he fired him that's what it was okay yeah and then he fired him but then Owens came back saying like you can't fire me all right because yeah he sued like, him for suing you for... yes he's suing Shane for wrongful termination wrongful termination yep that's right <laughs> Woof. Okay, yeah, this shit just needs to end. Um, so, yeah. Now, I'm trying to remember, like, with the wording, if Owens loses, is he out of WWE entirely? Nope, just from SmackDown. Because he tweeted about possibly yeah. going back to NXT. See, because that's... I feel like that's a very distinct possibility. Like, Shane and a couple of, like, heels gang up and just kill Owens to send it back to NXT or something. Oh, my God. But I feel like that would just continue the story. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, maybe that's their plan. What if the plan is to banish Owens to NXT for a couple of months, and then he finds his way back to fight Shane at WrestleMania? Doesn't that sound like a WWE-ass thing to do? Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh... They might do that. Yeah, I. Owens definitely needs this. He has been really derailed by this feud like it's weird because there were so many things in this feud that i thought it was going to be like you know obviously the echoes of like a mcmahon and uh vince feud and that maybe it would really help but it has not helped kevin owens i don't think very much i don't know what what are your thoughts on this feud so far because it's it's a shame that it's it's gone, gone so way poorly, too long it's gone yeah. way too long that's it's gone way too long it's been way too convoluted It needs to end. Um, yeah, I think Owens needs this, but yeah, 
it's WWE, so there's a very sad possibility that Shane could just win this. Very possible. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. Next match. What am I going to go for? Um, oh, this should be a nice easy one. Uh, Rollins will definitely retain over Rey Mysterio. I don't yeah. think there's any way they're just going to give the title to him. On the season premiere, Rey becomes the champion. I mean, sure. Fuck it. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> Is that WWE's booking now? Fuck it. Why not? Especially, like, I don't know. I've always hated the Universal title. I think it looks like shit, and it's just always, I don't know. I have no interest in it. It doesn't feel like a world title to me. It's a, that's because it's a universal title, not a world title. That what ha, That's true. Good point. Good point. Uh, but, oh my god, how fucking humiliating would it be? This would be great. We're gonna repeat history. So Rollins loses the title to Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. One hour later, Cena comes back and Cena challenges Rey Mysterio for the title and beats him and takes it. <laughs> so then Rey Mysterio has another one-hour title reign, ended by John Cena. Hmm. <laughs> After Cena didn't earn his title match, but Rey Mysterio did. Yeah. <laughs> that is as WWE as it gets. Yep. Uh, Alright, let's see. What's the next match you're going to pick? Uh, I'm going to go with... On NXT, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that Shayna Baszler retains over Candice LeRae. Another wise pick. Yeah, I, I feel like I don't see Shayna dropping it yet. Um, yeah, especially... God. Uh, it's, it hasn't been a very... Like, Shayna's kind of got her coals in multiple fires mm-hmm. with the women's division. Yeah. I feel like so Candace hasn't been the focused one, so... Definitely. Yeah, I feel like this is definitely, like, she won that match to set up here to be the person who, like, is going to help introduce who Shayna really is to yes. the TV audience. Because, yep. like, people from who've been watching NXT, we know what she is and what she can do. Yeah. But, like, the people who haven't seen her yet, like, now we need to see someone get destroyed by Shane. Mm-hmm. And Candice is the perfect one to sell yeah. that match. So, yeah, I think this is her match to lose. And, yeah, I feel like Shayna, at this point, actually, you know what, with Rhea Ripley coming in as that strong challenger, I think maybe Rhea Ripley would have a pretty good chance to potentially unseat Shayna. We'll see. Definitely. But yeah, certainly not Candace. <laughs> yeah. That would be a very bad upset out of nowhere. Uh, let's see, you know, also, so actually I'm going to stick with the same, uh, same, same show, same kind of concept almost a little bit. Um, I'm going to pick the Undisputed Era to retain the uh, tag titles over the Street Profits. Um, similar kind of idea, just that like the Undisputed Era kind of have to be further introduced to the TV crowd. And the Street Profits as the former champions, they have a little bit more credibility still. But I feel like the Street Profits are probably actually going to go up to Raw or SmackDown because they've been on there a lot recently, haven't they? Yeah, but not in a match, just kind of chilling there. So then this could be like, you know, their last match in NXT, they leave, and then, you know, lose on the way out to go up to Raw or SmackDown. Mm -hmm. And then start having matches on there. Because they, I don't know, they just, they feel like a Raw... Yeah, I feel like they feel like a raw team to me. And this feels like this could be the way to write them out and then get some other challengers in for Undisputed Era afterwards. Mm-hmm. Because it's way too early to start telling the story of Undisputed Era's downfall. Like, Because right now at the beginning of NXT, with episode one on USA, 
uh, we saw Roderick Strong win the title, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, Undisputed Era now finally have all the gold. So they can't start losing it immediately on week two. You know, like they've got to hold on to it for a little bit, I think. Yeah. So, Undisputed Era then. All right, your pick. All right, I am going to go with... I'm going to say Nyla Rose wins the AEW Women's Championship against Riho. Mm, okay. I think they're going to go with the monster gets the title first, and all the baby faces have to go after her. Interesting. Okay, so you're going for the green monster. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go for the experienced little princess, obviously, Riho. And I, I actually do think that Riho's going to win it. I think they're going to give it to experience over size in this one in the same way that they gave jericho the title over page i think they're gonna uh bet on the more uh proven commodity rather than the younger star at least for now but i definitely feel like nyla rose is gonna probably win that title sooner rather than later at some point but let Rio defend it for a little bit and eventually fall to somebody maybe awesome kong mm. very true that would be a That'd be a perfect scary squash match. Like, because I don't think Riho wouldn't even be able to do anything against her. Like, no. <laughs> running into a brick wall over and over again until she just kills you. Uh, all right. So then, what am I gonna go for next? Uh, you know what? I think I'm gonna go. Oh, that's hard, actually. Yeah. Fuck it. Uh, I think Matt Riddle is going to get a surprise win here over Adam Cole. Uh, since this is non-title and whatnot, hmm. you know, title's not at risk, um, but just to like to, to put forth a new hero for the TV audience to start getting behind as like a potential challenger for Adam Cole. Because my thought is, with bringing in Velveteen Dream and him losing the title on that first episode to um, Roderick Strong, if I were booking this, I think probably the long game would be to try and build Velveteen Dream to eventually be the one who unseats Adam Cole. Because Adam Cole was the reason that he lost the title. Because he did that super kick at a, like out of nowhere when the ref mm-hmm. wasn't looking yeah. at the end to set him up for the end of heartache. So then eventually Velveteen Dream goes after the NXT title and maybe eventually wins that. But you know, we kind of have another strong challenger in between there. And Matt Riddle just beat uh, Killian Dane in the street fight. So, fuck it. Let's have Riddle be that guy for now and see how yeah. hot we can get him. Because if, if we can get him like crazy hot, then maybe change plans. But if not, then, you know, at least have him continue to heat up Adam Cole for eventually when Velveteen Dream could get him. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Matt Riddle gets a surprise win here to set up a title match down the line against Adam Cole. Okay. I think it's very possible, like you said, uh, with the... Um, with the title not on the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, what matches do we have left? Uh, according to my list, we've got Omega the Young Bucks versus Jericho, and not sure who. We got uh, U.S. title Styles versus Alexander. We got Raw tag titles Heavy Machinery versus Rude and Ziggler. 
And then also the potential bonus question, which brand will John Morrison come back to? Ah, so I will go with, I think, the easiest one out of those ones left, which is the Raw Tag Titles. I think Rude and Ziggler hold on to them. I just don't see Heavy Machinery with the tag belts. Yeah, I feel like it's not, it's probably not quite time yet, you know, they're still really green. Um, But I feel like there's also, like, they care so little about a team like Rude and Ziggler that it's like, I don't know, maybe they will just win. (laughs) Who who do they care about less? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, who's lower on their totem pole? It's hard to tell all the way at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's see. I'm going to pick next. Ooh. Yes. Yes, okay. Um, I'm going to pick Omega and the Young Bucks to go over Jericho and whoever. Because I'm trying to remember, like, so this week in AEW is which city? Which city is their first DC. night? DC. Then second week is Philly, right? No, second week is uh, Boston, I believe. Philly is third. Philly is third. Okay. So shit. All right. All right. Well, no, I'll still stand by this because all right, you need to set up a challenger for Jericho for that TV title match. Mm-hmm. And they ha- for that or that title match that's going to be on TV for the world title, not to be confusing with TV titles and stuff. Um, and we don't know who that is yet because uh, Cody's announced for full gear. Which is the next pay-per-view, right? Yes. Which is in November. Okay, yeah. So it's in November. So, maybe... Maybe they do Omega? As, like, the first defense? Hmm. Yeah, probably with his uh, rants on uh, being the elite... Yeah, because like you know, Omega and the Young Bucks team up here get a pin over you know, one of Jericho's partners or something, and then yeah, set up a match potentially. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess the other question too, right, is like who are Jericho's partners going to be? And I I don't really feel like I have a good guess. Do you? Uh, my only guess is LAX. Oh shit! Yeah, duh actually right because they came out and attacked uh but it's it's this is where it gets weird is like okay then they revealed that lax is coming in on the pay-per-view and didn't make it more of a surprise for the tv so it it also could be someone else that's true like yeah maybe it'll be a total red herring like a lot of people be thinking it's lax and then i don't know maybe it's like the dark order or something like fuck (laughs) or maybe it's a tag team we haven't even seen yet at all you know, cause, yeah, because like they keep possible. talking about how the AEW roster, like there are more people we haven't seen, and stuff like that. So, are there? I'm like maybe it's another like a Canadian tag team or something. I don't know. Maybe Jericho's got some friends. A lot of people have joked about is like Lance Storm coming back because he closed down his wrestling school, huh? And so they're like, is he coming back to, like, I don't think be a full time wrestler, but at least mm-hmm. like maybe a backstage producer, and then this one time he could participate in a match. But then I don't know who the third person would be. Yeah, that's huh. Like another old man, another <laughs> old Canadian guy, maybe. Here we go. Heel turn. Omega betrays the young bucks and joins <laughs> Chris Jericho <laughs> to His form a Canadian. Looking this shit. <laughs> oh my god. 
No, that'd be so terrible. Um, no, you know, like I would actually really like to see, like a young tag team maybe like establish themselves and like hook up with Jericho for a while and like go under his wing. I think that could be really interesting. Hmm. Like one, just you know, getting people to have, like sit under that wisdom tree and learn from him. But then two, I feel like it would really help him as a character to be established in AEW longer to not just be like this one guy all by himself because like, he's just kind of too old. I think to, to be that much of like a physical threat for that long against other people, like if yeah. he has cronies or other people in a stable, I think that would really help because then he can throw them out at matches at times and then he can come in and interfere or whatever, get mm-hmm. himself still physically on the side, do more tag matches to help save his body for the bigger singles matches, you know? Yeah. So I, I feel like whoever this is, I would really like it to be maybe more of a long-term thing rather than just a one-time team-up. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Based on how much like yeah, LAX just came out and attacked him, I feel like you're right. It probably will just be LAX though, which I think would be kind of disappointing because I feel like LAX would not be a long term thing. That would just be one time team up. Mm-hmm. But oh well, we'll see what happens. I'm just trying to think like yeah, like who would be a good other tag team to put with him. I can't think of anybody I, right I now. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's not our decision to make. <laughs> All right, but we got two matches, or one match and a uh, where is Morrison going? <laughs> uh, wait, who? Did you pick last? Uh, I did. I just picked the uh, Omega Young Bucks versus right. Jericho and question. Yeah, okay. So what's the last match then? Cedric Alexander versus AJ Styles, U.S. title. Uh, I'm going to go with AJ Styles retains. Okay. Styles retains. And buries Cedric Alexander into the dirt. Yep. <laughs> Man, what a poor... Like, that was so humiliating that he lost it. I'm trying to remember what was it. It was like just under five minutes on the pre-show. After... Didn't Styles like lift him out of a two count? Like he was about to go for three and then lift him up at two. Like refusing to pin him. I think so. I don't quite remember. My God. It was just like, can you bury this guy more within this short period of time? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Poor him. Uh, okay. So, last question. Where will John Morrison reemerge? I was going to say, I feel like WWE? this has to be you. Yeah. I like that I have free reign on this question. Thank you very much. Um, Do we know like what Miz or what brand is Miz assigned to at this point? Because I guess that could always just change. So who fucking knows? But is he I mean, assigned to Raw or SmackDown? Right now he's SmackDown, but obviously SmackDown? that could change next week. Okay, so I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go SmackDown. Because I I feel like it would almost be wiser to maybe put him in NXT potentially, unless you are having good plans to do like the. Morrison and Miz thing because I feel like otherwise he's just going to get lost on Raw or SmackDown and they're just going to do what they did with him like eight years ago and just not do anything <laughs> really of use um, the, o- the only other thing that's potentially saving at least just is that like there are a lot of really good individual matches he could have there but then he's just going to be jobber to the stars but done well that could not be the worst thing um, that's very true but so just thinking about this now one feud that would actually be really cool to see 
specifically him do all on his own in NXT. You know how he always like changes his name based on like what promotion he's in and stuff like that? Oh yeah. So what if then he comes down to NXT and is basically claiming, well, I'm the real Johnny wrestling because I'm the Johnny of wherever I go. So then you have John Morrison versus Johnny Gargano basically competing for who's the real Johnny wrestling. <laughs> that would be some killer matches. That would be interesting. That would be fair. And, and you, you have Morrison play the heel in that feud, obviously. Either that or maybe you do it like a weird babyface versus babyface, like just uber competitive. Like they're just constantly trying to outdo each other. <laughs> Almost like uh like Will Ospreay Ricochet from a couple of years ago. Like <laughs> uh, Alright, so if not SmackDown, then uh, where do you think? Do you think he goes on NXT, Raw, two oh five? Uh I think NXT he's UK? either Raw or SmackDown, so if you said SmackDown, I think I'm gonna go with Raw. You going raw? Going raw. All right. Well, damn. Those are our predictions. Yeah, we got stuff set up for this next week, and that's 11 total predictions. So uh, unless he ends up going to SmackDown, which would negate both of our picks for that last one, I don't think we have any other potential for a tie. So we should get a clear winner. That's good. Yeah. And then uh, we got, what is it, Hell in a Cell is next week, right? Yes. Yeah, so we'll be back next week for some predictions for Hell in a Cell. Week after that, we got stuff for uh, uh, King of Pro Wrestling for New Japan, because that's on the 14th. Yeah, October 6th, so this a week from this coming Sunday. Excellent. Yes, one more week until Hell. <laughs> well, yeah, Fall is, is coming, so yes, Hell is also coming. <laughs> yes. Ah, so... I guess that'll pretty much wrap it up for this week then yeah yep excellent thank you all for listening um as we start to cover the wednesday night wars we're going to be talking about you know like we said mostly nxt and AEW, but sprinkling in a bunch of other shows as we watch them and stuff um but yeah the wednesday night war is about to go on our predictions war continues and we'll see who wins which will be AEW. Uh, we already know <laughs> Yeah, it, I'm, I'm so excited to see what the first numbers are going to be and just compare them to NXT. Because, mm-hmm. like, NXT, I'm trying to remember, didn't they, like, do four or five times their normal audience? I don't know what their TV? normal number is, but they did over a million for the first two episodes. Right. Second week was down a little bit, though. Yeah, well, that's that's always to be expected. Yeah. But still, that's a, that's a good benchmark. There you go, AW. A million. That's the bench. Alright, so I think that'll do it for us then. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Until next week. Mm -hmm. Have a good week, everybody.